I don't buy the idea that, you know, the society the way it is right now, it has to be this way. Welcome to Rewrite the Rules with your host, Alex Starr. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. It's time to live life on your own terms. What do you really want? Ever wondered what it would be like to transition from a female to a male? Me too! So I sat down with my homie Lay, who is in the middle of doing just that, taking testosterone uh, injections, the whole nine yards. And this was recorded when Lay and I, this is a couple months ago, so Lay and I were kind of in between that acquaintance and friend stage. Um, I work with him. And later on now, um, you know, we have a much closer relationship. And so we are actually going to do a part two of this um, because we're just much more comfortable with each other. And uh, we're going to get uh, even deeper into these questions. But man, he was so honest and transparent. We went through everything um, from childhood kind of on up. And uh, he doesn't hold back at all. And I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I keep telling him he should be the ambassador for all transgender people because I had never really talked to one. I had all these questions and um, we just really kind of tried to be as uh, honest, as straightforward as possible. So I hope you guys get a lot out of this one. I'm I'm really, really excited about posting it and I'm excited about you guys hearing it. And uh, I would love your feedback as always. I know Laywood as well, just to kind of see um, how this is received and kind of any more questions you guys have. Um, I'm going to have all of his contact information on the site alexstar.com slash lay. That's L-A-I. And then um, I'm going to have the way that you can actually reach out to him directly, all the Instagram and email and Facebook and everything uh, at the end of the show. So I'm going to stop talking, but I hope all y'all are doing well wherever you're at. Always love to hear from you. Alex at alexstar.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine yards. I love you all. Enjoy the show with Lay. Lay, thank you so much for coming on Yellow Podcast. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's start with the disclaimer about this. I'll do the disclaimer. We already talked about this. People listening might hear stuff where they might be like, "Well, I don't know if you should ask that, or are you allowed to ask that, or maybe it's politically incorrect or something like that. That's the fucking point. Because we talked about this. I think education, informative just learning about different things is the way to break down barriers and break down walls to the pathway to understanding. Right? Right. So let's do it. Should be cool. All right. So you are the first non-binary person on the podcast. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. That's a big deal. Yeah. Like the first non-binary person I've ever met. <laughs> so that might be the case. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm, I'm most people's first, so I'm used to that. Never be a f- their first, never be their last. That's what Vincent Chase says. Hope I'm not the last. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start at square one because this is super interesting. Um, t- tell people like right now how you identify as a as a person. Um, so so I identify as non-binary, um, but I also identify as trans, and so people are confused with the two and there is a difference, but they kind of fall parallel with each other. So everyone on this planet is either cis or trans. If you're cis, 
like you, Alex, you're a cis man. You identify with a gender that your doctor and your parents assigned you at birth, right? The biological gender, right. So okay. they said, Alex, you're a boy, and you said, yes, I'm a boy. Okay. Um, and then I am trans, so I don't identify with the gender that was assigned to me at birth, right? Um, but if you're trans, you don't necessarily have to be a trans woman or a trans man. I just simply am trans because I don't identify with the gender assigned to me at birth. And you were assigned female. And I was assigned female okay. at birth. Um, but non-binary means that I don't identify with either gender. So I'm not saying that I'm a boy or that I'm a girl. I just like to identify as a person. So with that, I use mostly they, them pronouns. He, him is fine too. So it's fine if someone says he's on his way, but I prefer they are on their way. And it's just, you know, it's a little bit easier for people to use he, him, but I use they, them primarily. They and them, to, to be 100% honest with you, when I first started and people were saying like, oh, Lay likes to be they or them, I, <laughs> I would see you like in the kitchen and I would just be like, hey, and just like walk away because I didn't want to fuck up. So I would just like kind not, I would kind of avoid you to be honest, if I'm being honest, just because I didn't want to fuck up. That's funny. Because um, it's, it's so hard to wrap your head around like calling a person a they that it was like, I know I'm going to fuck up 100%. I'm just going to avoid lay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You're not the first person who's actually told me that. Yeah. Like people have actually said like when I first met you, I didn't know, I didn't want to mess up. So I just honestly kept it short. And that's funny because I, I won't get offended if you misgender me. I'm just, I'll, I'll probably correct you. Right. Um, but I, you know, I go about it differently depending on who I'm talking to and if we've never had even one conversation. Right. You know? So let's go back to um, you growing up. So you're born, um, like, biologically a female. They say you're a female. How does that go? Like, as you're growing up, adolescence, when do you start to go, I don't feel... Did you start to feel like you were a boy inside? Or how, how did that all go down? So that's a really good question. And... You know, it's really difficult to say when you yeah. don't have the vocabulary or the words to describe yourself when you're super young. Um, so, but I can remember like being five, six years old and just feeling like I do not like when people call me a girl or I don't like being different than my brother. Um, and I felt, I didn't quite feel like a girl, but I didn't ever quite feel like a boy either. But I wonder if it's because I didn't think it was an option like I didn't think that I could ever identify as a man and I just figured like hey this is like the body I was born into and stuff but growing up like I always was just put into that category of like you're a tomboy mm. and with that being the only word to describe myself I was like yeah I'm I'm just like a tomboy you know like I'm just I don't like the dresses and the makeup and the Barbies and all of that um and yeah so like that was that was kind of my experience growing up and um kind of moved along in middle school, high school, really conformed, you know, uh, had long hair, wore makeup and skirts and kind of lived that life. And like, I really just never felt like that was me, but I was doing it because again, it was like the only way I knew how to be. Um, and I wanted to fit in and I wanted my, you know, I wanted everyone to just think that I was some normal, cool person. Right. Sure. And like, High school, um, just like everybody else in high school. Yeah, <laughs> and in middle school. Those are brutal years. Um, yeah. And so couldn't even fathom, like, transitioning. But it's all, it was, like, always something in the back of my mind without knowing that it's, like, a possibility. I never even heard of a trans person or known a trans person. But so, like, I went through high school, 
And then um, end of high school, I came to the realization that I, I like women. Um, you didn't and, know that before hi- in high school? Uh-uh, no. Who did you like? I, didn't, I dated guys, actually. And Oh, really? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, and, and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like the dick, huh? <laughs> I didn't like the dick. I mean, like, it's funny because, like, as I've gotten older, like, I, I understand that, like, sexuality is, like, way more fluid than than people think it is but like at the time i was like not into the guys as like people even just like i just didn't really feel like i liked talking to them and dating them and i kind of felt like i was put in this box and then i started dating women and it kind of opened up my eyes in a way like i felt finally like i was dating the right person and i finally started getting these like butterfly feelings inside that you know you get when you date people and i never got that with the guys um so like that's the power of woman my friend <laughs> that is the power of woman you're right and so i moved along smart choice i know <laughs> i agree i i don't regret it it was <laughs> yeah. a great decision yeah and um i moved along when you know throughout college identified as a lesbian also okay um, so through college you're yeah. still hair makeup and you were going by a different name right Yes. Were you, uh, Layla? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But point on that is, uh, you shouldn't ever ask someone what their previous name was. Oh, okay. See, this yeah. is we're learning stuff. Yeah, exactly. So why not? Because some people, um, when they do change their name, like me, I identify as, you know, I, I use Lay now and it's just right. like, it's like almost like a shortened version of what my, uh, my birth name was, but, right. um, it being called your birth name is like a huge trigger. You like suddenly feel like all of this progress you've made in your oh. transition is like gone by an instant name because now it's how you're seeing me. Like you of course didn't know me when I, when I use that name, but if like my parent were to call me that I would, it would just like mortify me, you know? It's kind of like <laughs> when your parents get mad and they say your whole name and you like tense up and you're like, Oh no God, I'm 12 again. And yeah, a little different but same same general but yeah no you do you do feel like like shit like i revert back to like that time again oh yeah you like feel like a little kid again or like you feel like you feel almost exposed but also some trans people like um it's either unsafe for them to be you know called by their birth name because then they're outed as trans like some people are trans and like literally live stealth they they don't tell anyone they're trans you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah so I, i was going by a different name um and I only started using Lay like maybe honestly like a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so like I was identifying as a lesbian for for pretty much all of college, and uh, it wasn't until the very end now of college that I was like, shit, like this doesn't feel like me still. Like something like now I kind of like I crossed off the sexuality box. Right. Like now I like okay I know who I'm attracted to for the most part. But I still don't feel like I know who I am. Like, I'm not identifying with who I am anymore. And so um, that's when I started realizing, like, oh, shit, like, gender and sexuality are two different things. Like, who you're attracted to isn't who you are. So um, kind of a long-winded answer, but, like, pretty much uh, I just – I really started researching, like, what – like if it's possible to transition and like I kind of, you know, we have the power of the internet now I could mm. use Instagram and, and everything to just like figure out like what's out there. And I saw there were so many people like me and it was, it was my first time, first sense of community ever online. And it's how, that's how it happened. And I was like asking questions to people and um, researching, like calling doctor's offices. Like, how do you do this? Like, is this something that I can do? And it was really scary. I kept it to myself for a long time. 
And this is the transition into a guy. Or at least transitioning away from a girl. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like. Good twist. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of like how it all happened. Like, I mean, it, that's like the very short version, but sure. basically when you're trans, you just know deep down that you don't identify with the gender that was assigned to you at birth, whether that means you're non-binary or you're full, like, or I shouldn't say full trans because that, that implies that you're not trans unless you go from female to male or from male to female, mm-hmm. but you're trans in the sense of like, you don't identify with that gender at birth. And, and some people never do anything about it. And some people, um, transition socially, meaning they change their names and they change their pronoun and things like that. And some people transition medically and that means hormones and surgery and all that too. But you're not less trans just because you don't do those things. Right. And so when you started the transition, what does that look like? Like, how did you, like you said, you're just trying to move away from being a female. So did you go, do you go to a specific doctor for that? Like, Ugh, I mean, and, and then like kind of, yeah. do you, are you taking testosterone to move away from it, but not enough testosterone to like really get into like a normal male testosterone level? How does that, how yeah, does that that's a really good question. So like, um, in te- we're in Texas right now too. So like, yeah. it's not easy. You're, you don't get as many trans friendly doctors or people who even understand. Yeah. I mean, even in Austin, it's still, it's, it's coming up, but it's just not there. Like San Francisco is far far ahead like um in in the health industry but goddamn hippies out there (laughs) god i want to move there (laughs) but like so yeah you you really have to like find community like you you find a trans person who knows a doctor who knows a therapist who knows all of that and you kind of work your way through that um unfortunately it's not just like that accessible through the web but um i am taking testosterone i finally got to start taking it earlier um, 2017, January, 2017. So it's been about, let's see, I guess. That's when I moved out or so like eight months, 10, eight? Yeah, eight, nine months. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something October. Like that, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Like 10, 10 months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're in October. So, yeah. Yeah. um, and I, and I am actually taking a, a really low dose at this point. And that's because I kind of wanted to just move at the same pace of the changes. Like some people are ready to, you know, they take the testosterone, they're ready to go to the highest dose. And I just kind of wanted to start off as a sm- on a small dose. Just, just ease your way into masculinity. Mm-hmm. So talk yep. to me about that. I'm super curious about going from, um, you know, a, a female template, you could call it, right, biologically and all that stuff, to now you're taking testosterone, which is an extremely powerful hormone. Um, and so talk to me about not having to stop as much testosterone in your system and then getting it. What were the changes you noticed? Oh, my God. So almost immediately it's kind of like i call it like your second puberty because it's oh, everything sure. that like it's everything i went through when i was 12 or 13 exactly and yeah. and yeah I, I had to go through puberty twice that sucks. <laughs> but you get all the same things as like yeah. you know you get a little bit more acne your skin gets a little bit more oily um you know your voice cracks just a bit yeah I, i'm not on enough right now to really alter the voice too much but it's gone down a bit and um um, other things, male hair, like patterns, like my hair, uh, has definitely changed. Like, um, you know, like the male pattern kind of has that V going yep. back and I yeah. look back right yeah. here, I can, can kind of see that. Um, that's happened, um, way more body hair, uh, much higher sex drive. Um, I can't really think of what Any, else, like aggression or like, do you kind of, um, yeah, anything like that? I personally didn't have that. I know some some trans people do. Um, 
Are you I, seeing the world differently? I mean, you know what I mean? Are you kind of yeah. like seeing, like, how does it affect your worldview, I guess, taking it? Honestly, now being on, like, both sides, like, I, I don't think I pass everywhere I go. Like, I don't think I, I think, like, to a barista at a Starbucks, I can pass as male, but... Um, in everyday life, I don't think I 100% pass, but I have now been on like both sides of the table and can see that men are treated much differently than women and women are treated much differently than men, mm. just like in the smallest ways, like the mm. door isn't open for me anymore, mm. <laughs> which yeah. like I never, you never think of that kind of stuff, but, um, those things kind of change and it's different walking around in the world as a guy. I feel like I'm just treated differently in a lot of different ways. And do you have some examples besides the door? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think people take me more seriously now, which is interesting. Um, I think when I'm speaking to someone, I it could be that I'm exuding more confidence now because I'm feeling more comfortable in my skin, so I'm mm. being treated more seriously. Mm. But it's hard to tell what, yeah, where the uh, like cause and causation is, kind of thing. Yeah, correlation, so, causation. But generally, I mean, men are just more respected in the world, right? So, like, um, I kind of want to take that on plus. Or say that that's kind of the cause, but also that I'm just feeling more comfortable in my skin. Socially, it's interesting, too, because, like, most of my friends have always been women. And I'm noticing that, like, I feel like I I want to have more cis male guy friends because that helps me feel more comfortable in my skin now. And I, I've, I've had cis men guy friends growing up, but as a girl. Right. And so... That's different. It's a different dynamic. It is, yeah. Like... You know, the smallest things like the handshakes, the the interactions are different. The smallest things are just yeah. not are things you have to like relearn. It's like I'm going through puberty as like a a twenty five year old. So it's like you're learning you're learning the world all over again. That's fat I, I never would have thought of those little things like the handshake, uh the door opening. Um I mean there's just it's so the dynamics between females and males are so different. You know, like no matter what, if you have, you know, eight guys and then a girl comes in the room, the dynamic of the whole room changes because they're all basically going to be competing to fuck her. <laughs> I mean, like, or even if you have like, you know, a, uh, you know, I have a ton of girlfriends that are just my friend and I, I wouldn't, you know, like I think they're attractive girls, but I'm not trying to have sex with them. Um, but there have been girls that are friends of mine that I've had sex with too. You know what I mean? Um, and so it, that, that sexual like tension and that tensual, that sexual, um, uh, like tint to the whole relationship just changes the whole dynamic where when you just have it guy and a, a cis guy and another, you know, heterosexual guy, it's totally different. Yeah. It's totally different. And you know, you kind of, I don't know, like you may, might, may have learned how to do all of those things when you were just navigating the world as like a 12, 13 year old boy. And then you were a teenage boy and those things kind of, you learn them with your friends. Like you guys all kind of learn those things together, mm. but I'm like having to like observe the world and take that in and like also be true to who I am. Cause like, I feel like a different person sometimes now I in mean, a good you, way. I mean, you are, you're taking a powerful hormone that is, I think the main biological, you know, difference that separates males and females, the, the main indicator that has a lot of effect on a lot of different, like, personality traits generally and, um, you know, aggression, all that stuff is, is testosterone, right? There's other factors too, but yeah. that's going to make such a big difference. Oh, it definitely messes with your, or not messes, but it changes your psyche. Like, right, I don't think I've cried in, like, a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to be, I used to so, love crying. Like That's so interesting because... 
you think, you know, and a lot of times these cultural things where it's like, you know, guys, you know, you should just cry if you want to, you know, just let it out. And a lot of times I go, but I just, I honestly don't feel like it. So, you know, once in a while, sure. But like, I, I honestly just don't cry as much as I think girls cry. And it's not, I really don't think it's cultural, you know, maybe a little bit, but it's very interesting to hear you say that now that switch got flipped off. Yeah. I mean, like, and there, there's times like, so well, I'll feel like I want to cry. Like, it's actually like, I get that feeling like I do want to cry, but like my body won't produce the tears. <laughs> and it's like, it's almost frustrating. It's like, I can't release that, that emotion or that anger anymore in the same way. Cause that's how I process anger sometimes, or I used to mostly is like, I would cry, kind of let it out and like move on. But now I don't get to do the crying. All right. It just, it doesn't happen as easily. You That's know? fascinating. So, so what are you going to do going forth um, as a more masculine person than you were before? What are you going to do now to kind of let it out? Um, I definitely am trying to work out a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think that's been, that's been a really good outlet for me. Um, and honestly, I'm still trying to navigate how to let it all out. Like I'm still not entirely sure how to go about that because it's, it's not what I'm used to. So, you know, like a lot of the things I used to do before, I just don't think I can do physically anymore. Like I'm not producing that, that emotion or something. And so I'm a little less like in tune with who I am as a person right now, I think emotionally. And so I think right now I'm having to navigate that. I realized the whole crying thing happened less and less like in the last few months. So it could be the duration I've been on testosterone that's affecting that. So mm-hmm. it's still pretty new. Oh, hey, pup. Hey, buddy. I wonder whose dog that is. Cute um, dog. Yeah, that's a cute dog. Yeah, so what do your parents think of all this? So, um, so they're actually, so, so I'm Lebanese. I don't know if you knew that, but that's from Lebanon, which is in the Middle East. Um, very conservative people, very religious people too. And um, my parents, I, I got really lucky. Like they are really supportive actually. So they, they call me by my name. They use lay. They, um, they use they, them pronouns as much as they can. They normally default to he, him because it's just, they have that language barrier. It's not as easy, but they're actually incredibly supportive, especially my mom. And I wasn't expecting that. And it took some time to get there, but I didn't ever think that we would be here. And so, like, you know, they're calling me by this different name that they didn't name me. And, like, And how do they introduce you when they have friends come over? What do they say? This is my... They'll say this is my son. They will. Okay. It's complicated, to be honest, with people that we already know. Because if, let's say, we know we this person has known me my whole life and they're kind of, like, a family friend. Yeah, they haven't seen you in 10 years. And then they're like, oh, wait, what what happened? Oh, yeah, actually. So I ran into, it's funny, I ran into a neighbor recently, a neighbor that was kind of down the street from my family about, like for about 10 years of my life. And we ran into each other at um, a store recently. And we were talking the whole time, kind of catching up. I was asking about his kids and stuff, who were my friends growing up. And at the end of the conversation, I realized he thought I was my brother the whole time. Oh, talking no to me. way. He just, because he, he said at the end, tell your sisters I said hi. And I was like, okay, I will. You know, I kind of like brushed it off, but I was thinking like, holy shit, he just thought I was my brother that whole conversation. You know, so like, yeah, yeah it's crazy. But like when my parents meet or when my parents have people come over, um, still navigating that, like it's pretty awkward. I don't know if they understand it. And if my parents know how to explain it, it's not that they're ashamed. It's just that. Like, it's not a conversation they're having with their friends. So I just right, yeah. kind of avoiding that, honestly, right now. 
and it is a very um it's complicated you know it's not a normal thing you hear about every day you know you just you know it's just um something that and kind of the reason why i think it's important to do this podcast is because you just kind of go like wait what how does that what do you mean what does that how does that work yeah you know yeah what are they thinking? I you mean, know? I totally get the questions and all that because at one point I I didn't identify as trans. I wasn't on hormones and I I didn't you know, there was a point in time where I didn't know any of this stuff either. So I think right. it's it's great for people to be asking me questions. Obviously there's some questions that can be offensive, but I'm I'm still so happy to like answer questions. Go down the list people. of like the top three most offensive questions that you could get. Oh man, like <laughs> Let's make this real interesting. The number one, <laughs> the number one question um, that everybody wants to ask, and I get it, I really get it, but it's just a complicated one, one that you wouldn't ask your cis straight friends, right? Like, you wouldn't ask them about their their genitalia. You wouldn't ask them like it's just a complicated question. When people say, like, but that's because you, you know what is going on, right? But I don't need to ask. Yeah, but it's kind of like, hey, Alex, like, how big is your penis? Like, if I was just like, if we were just neighbors, like, <laughs> sitting, like, we sit next to each other at work, right? Like, if I just like, about, hey, Alex, like, how big is your penis? And you're like, what the hell? It's kind of that feeling. It's like, like, I'll tell you, but like, what? Like, why are you asking me right. that? And, and that so, would really depend on the relationship with the person, too, I yeah. imagine. So you're talking about, like, just people you don't know that well are just like, tell me that. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they hear yeah, I'm okay. trans and they're like, oh, my God, have you had bottom surgery yet? And it also implies that you have to have bottom surgery to be trans. And I'm like, you don't have to have bottom surgery. Like men have vaginas and women have penises. That's sometimes the case. Okay. And because you're talking about that, like externally you're a woman, but internally you've always been a man. Well, you can be, but you're in between. Well, so even if so, even if you're a trans man, let's say I identified as a trans man, which means I was born female, identify as male today. Okay. Um, some people in, in that identity, they don't ever get on hormones. Right. They like, let's pretend I never got on hormones. I never changed my name and I never changed my pronouns. I'm still trans because I simply just don't identify with that gender at birth. Right. Um, but people, trans people typically do want to change their name and want to change their pronouns and want to get some surgeries and get on hormones just to finally see themselves as they've kind of seen themselves internally. Right. But you just don't have to have those things. But like, you know, back to that question of like, what's most, you know, offensive yeah. almost is like, yeah. yeah, like it's none of your business unless yeah. we're sleeping together, you know, yeah. unless we're about to get to that point. Like, and you know, if that's such a big deal to you, like stick around long enough for us to get there and then I'll let you know, yeah. you know, like you're talking like a man right now. <laughs> Hey, it's that it's that testosterone. <laughs> yeah, sure, right did now. you dose yourself up in the bathroom? Yeah, like, oh. I, I did. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, so that's number one. What's number? What's number like the next like two? That's a big one, though. I would imagine that would be a big one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like the main and it's, one. It's interesting because, but like, I can see how totally that would be a uh, intrusive on your part, and then I can also see how it's almost a good thing, like you said, for people to be curious. But then it's also uh, intrusive coming, you know, from your angle too. I think a better question to ask someone would be, you know, instead of, hey, have you gotten, have you had bottom surgery yet? Or are you going to get bottom surgery is do all trans people get bottom surgery? Right. That's a question that like now I can say like, yeah, some people do and some people don't. 
um, personally, I'm, you know, thinking about it or I'm not, or, you know, whatever. And then we can get into it like that. But it's just such a blunt question. And, mm-hmm. like, it's something, and every trans person varies from person to person. Some people will tell you about it. Some people don't ever want you to call it a vagina or, you know, they don't ever want to be asked about their genitalia because it, it brings so much, like, pain to them right. to be no to it's like a constant reminder like the name thing for example if you call me by my birth name it's like a constant reminder that i wasn't born in the right body and like there's a lot of dysphoria like i mean that happens in dysphoria just so you i don't know for listeners who don't know what that is it's just when you look at yourself in the mirror and it's like it's like you have this almost this hate hatred for your body and a lot of trans people do because um trans women maybe you know who were previously or who I, who were born as male like they have they're, they're really tall maybe they have broad shoulders still so they don't feel as feminine um trans men typically are shorter maybe voices don't drop as deeply mm-hmm. things like that so like just the smallest things can kind of upset someone or trigger them and make them feel pretty poorly about themselves so to just kind of go straight for the the piece of them that reminds people regularly that they weren't born male or born female it's just it's uncomfortable and it's it's you know it's just like not a nice thing Mm -hmm. ultimately Mm -hmm. that's kind of what it comes back down to why do you think that there is such fluidity in uh in gender and sexuality i think um i think gender is much more fluid than people allow it to be like i think even you alex like you identify as man mm. and as a male and you use he, him pronouns, you're cis, you know? Um, but like, I think you still have some feminine traits of yourself, right? Like internally, like maybe how you express yourself. And like, mm-hmm. I think that part of you is, is a fluidity in your gender, mm. even if you're not naming it or, or realizing it yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think we're all somewhat fluid. Um, and I think if we were allowed to know that we could be this fluid, I think people would be much happier. Um, I think men would be, maybe less aggressive or less less so feeling like they have they have this persona to prove to mm. others and then women maybe could dominate the workplace a little bit more feel confident in a room of men giving a speech or you know i feel like just these pieces of us that society has labeled us as like feminine or masculine go a long way and almost subject us to not living as our true selves or as like as strongly as we can be. Mm. I don't know. I feel like it would be great if like more guys cried, to be honest. I know it's sometimes physically impossible because of the <laughs> testosterone, but I think it's still something that like, if, if we were in a society where men could cry, I think that like kind of would allow them to be in this more feminine person, mm-hmm. which again is kind of this, like the gender, the gender fluidity. But, and then I think sexuality too, like, as I've said, um, you know, at, I dated men for a while, like when I was in high school and then I identified as a lesbian, moved kind of to the very opposite end of that. And now as I'm becoming more comfortable with my gender and how I'm appearing physically and how I look and my thoughts and all of these things, my sexuality is also becoming fluid, which is really interesting. And so like, I'm even looking at men a little bit differently, like slightly interested in them. And I don't know where that's coming from. And I'm, I'm not exactly turning it down or turning it off. I'm just like letting it be i've never i've never like thought i could be with a guy sexually like that and i'm becoming i'm getting to that point where i might be able to and i don't know if i'll ever act on it but it's allowing me just the just the ability to like let these thoughts flow through is really empowering you know it feels really good to just feel like you can 
you don't you're not limited and you can mm. kind of just be who you want to be even if that varies by day to day mm. you know that's a powerful statement um and i think it is up to everybody to really you know if you are a you know born a female and you feel like you are 100 percent female and rock and if you're a, a man if you're the rock like that's <laughs> a fucking man you know what i mean yeah you know and then you look at like jennifer aniston and that's a woman you know what i mean and if you're somewhere in between um i think it's really really cool that people are getting the freedom to um figure it out for themselves mm-hmm. what do you think about i'm curious about this what do you think about um like in canada where they didn't i believe that they didn't give the baby a gender from birth how oh, do you yeah, f- i read about that how do you feel about that i thought that i have a thought in my mind yeah. that, and i'm curious how you feel because that's okay. It's interesting yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, I, th- I honestly thought that was, like, just fucking amazing, honestly. Oh, really? Okay, it's the exact opposite of what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, people were listening, I, it was in Canada, yeah. and it was the first birth certificate where they didn't specify the gender from birth. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, like, biologically what it was born as. I, I'm not um, sure either. But I, was, I didn't read it was, that far. It was that born far. male or female. Let's just say it was born a male. But the parents wanted it to be classified as a uh just no 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 gender specification um and so you think go ahead sorry so i mean honestly i just feel like being you know being labeled that's kind of the first moment actually even before birth right like when you're when your mom or whoever is pregnant with you is already buying you all the pink stuff or all Mm. the blue stuff and naming you and already imagining this life for you like like they're gonna be a dancer, they're gonna be a football mm. player, they're gonna be a lawyer. It's it like before birth, we're put into these boxes that mm. not everyone fits in, and I think again, like no one fits in those boxes perfectly. But I think there's some people who who want to be in those boxes and feel comfortable in them and mm. won't ever leave, and that's okay. But I think I think that was really powerful. Like you know, not giving someone, not assigning them a gender at birth is really powerful because now they're gonna grow up not knowing if they're not really identifying as man or a uh, male or female and they'll gravitate to whichever area they want and they may always just kind of stay non-binary or identify non-binary growing up maybe they you know very well like let's say let's say you your parents put non-binary or didn't i didn't put a gender on your birth certificate you may have still grown up exactly how you are today because right. it's just who you are like, right that's who you're comfortable as so changing someone's birth certificate or not adding a gender to it doesn't make them trans or non-binary, but it just gives them that, gives them that space to figure it out. Yeah. And I guess Even it at really, a really com- young age. Right. And I guess it comes down to the parenting at that point. It comes down to your circumstances growing up. Right. Cause I'm, I mean, it's just a piece of paper, but I guess it's more symbolic of the mindset the parents have totally. of like, we're going to raise this person to decide for themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, I see both sides, to be honest. I think that... Yeah, tell me your side. Well, I think... I, I agree with you, um, but then I also think that it's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, that's the thing about this world. Like, everything is correct and everything's wrong because there's just there's 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that in one way, I 100% agree. This podcast is called Rewrite the Rules for a Reason, right? I mean, right. like, people should be able to choose who they want to be, what they want to do, and not be constrained by society, by your parents, by your friends, telling you what you think you should be, and then you acting out based on what other people you think perceive you as, if that makes sense. Um, and so, in one way, I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. And in another way, I go like, 
what's going to happen if everyone in the world is born and they just go, oh, okay, just decide for yourself. Then if that person is trying to decide for themselves, I feel like in some ways it could be even more confusing growing up. If you're like, well, am I following like the female role model or like the male role model? Like, um, you know, I feel like it almost could get more confusing if you don't have at least some roadmap as to like, you know, hey, you're a guy. If you want to be a more feminine guy or a guy, but like, you know, this is your template and decide if you want to run with that or not. Or here's the other option. I guess that's maybe what it would be. Like for you, it's like, okay, hey, you're born a female, but you know, as you, you know, and here's the role models and kind of you're in the female world. Um, and then like, hey, you can, you're also free to express yourself as a man mm-hmm. if you choose to. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because that just gives you more of a roadmap of something to follow instead of just, like, scattered, like, choose whatever you want. You know, I want to be a fox. You know what I mean? I feel like it could be more confusing if you're growing up that way. I, I see what you're saying, and but I, I disagree. I don't think it would be more confusing because I think, I think if anything, it'll just, it'll give that child, I think, a lot of... A lot of confidence, a lot of power. I mean, we're going to gravitate gravitate toward we like no matter what. You mm. aren't the Alex you are today because your parents told you that you're a boy at birth or that the doctors did. Um, but, like, you gravitated toward whatever you wanted. And you know mm. what? Your parents could have had an influence on that. Like, they could have made you play with Tonka trucks Well, and sure. I mean, we're, we're all, um, you know, products of our circumstances. Sure. And our yeah, exactly. Situations. But, like, I think we all will still navigate toward what we want sure right like or at least try to and then be hindered by society i think that's kind of the fear is like is like putting someone in that box too soon could kind of hinder that for them like Mm. just because let's say like you know maybe maybe you would be a little bit more feminine today maybe you would Mm. feel comfortable just putting nail polish on like and if we lived in a world where everyone was kind of experimenting and just going with it day by day we wouldn't have these maybe really masculine role models or these really feminine role models. We'd all kind of be just pretty fluid. And it, it, I think it would bring a better world on. Do you? Yeah. I 100% believe that. Yeah. Cause I don't think, but there is something to like a very strong woman and a very strong masculine man, isn't there? And what do you mean? I mean, I just think that there's really something powerful in like a Jennifer Anderson. I don't know why that's the first one to come to <laughs> mind, but you know, like she's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, you're sexually attracted to women. Like there's something about like just the feminine, energy right and just a hundred percent just you know feminine and then you look at someone like the rock once again i'll use him as an example as just like god damn as a stud like there's something so powerful about that real raw masculine energy as well totally um i don't want to take away from that i'm just saying saying like everyone else has the choice yeah like like if you want to go up go and be the rock and like you know be huge and be buff and do all of that stuff, go for it. <laughs> if you want to be like an awesome woman like Jennifer Aniston, go for it. Like I'm not, I'm not at all trying to take those things away. I'm rather just trying to give people just even the mindset to feel like they don't have to take those paths. Okay. Because I, I think, I, like I think people typically feel like they have to go down the rock or the Jennifer Aniston path. Sure. You know? And in the same way, people ha- feel like they have to do a lot of things that they don't want to do. They feel yeah. like they have to it's get true. married at a certain time. Right. I mean, I think this is really indicative of our times that we're in where the whole world is in this upheaval with the internet and just figuring out all these different cultures and ways of living. And everyone kind of goes, man, we don't have to do it this way. We don't have to live our lives nine to five. We don't have to get married when we're 22. We don't have to start popping out babies. There's so many different ways that we can all live our life. And I think that the opening up all of a sudden of like, you know, uh, gay rights in the past 10, 15 years even, or even five years is incredible. And, uh, 
and trans stuff coming out and non-binary. I mean, I think it's all really indicative of people just kind of taking the reins over society. I think a lot of times yeah. in the past, um, society had a big influence, right? There was the newspapers and the TVs. There were so many narrow channels for people to get their information. Mm-hmm. And now that we're in the age of information, people are just opening up to just this huge thing of possibilities. Yeah. The you can turn on a crazy. podcast and you can hear people talk about whatever you want from around the world. Right. You know what I mean? I ended up in ayahuasca doing that only because I heard about it on podcasts. And 60 years ago, you, would, you wouldn't even have the, you know, the uh, ability to access that kind of that information and the possibilities that are out there. So I think that's what's really just changing everything. Yeah, I think I think it's honestly incredible. Like I maybe wouldn't be where I am today. Like I said, kind of going back to earlier, like I kind of figured out who I am because the internet gave me those resources. Like I didn't know a single trans person. I didn't know a a famous trans person. I knew no one. I didn't even know it was a possibility. Do you feel lonely? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I do. And it's or did you? I guess. I mean, everyone feels lonely. Did once or do? All, I mean, like, did you more before when you were like? not feeling like you belonged anywhere now that you have kind of, you know, matured and kind of found more your place in the world. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like the thought of the thought of even transitioning was just like mortifying. I was scared, so scared and just couldn't ever. I was like, how how can I do this? Like, how can I ever transition? Like I was born with these body parts. I, I have this name. I have this family like. I, I just, I'm a girl. How can I do this? And like, and all the judgment you Mm. are starting to think about like, shit, like I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to, how am I going to, what am I going to be at work? Like, you know, all of these things. And like, it's, it's definitely lonely. And of course I thought about dating a ton, like, like, well, how that's going to, how's that going to affect my dating life? And it, it affects that in so many ways. Like, I don't feel like, I don't know. I feel different when it comes to dating now too like I feel like I have less of a pool of people to date from and that's just because like most people aren't gonna understand my identity mm. and you know they're not gonna they don't want to be with a man who has a vagina or a woman who has a penis like and I think it's because they're just thinking of thinking about it incorrectly in my opinion um but I understand it. And so I'm not here to make anyone be with me that isn't already on board. Right, right. But like, yeah, I mean, there is like definitely some lonely aspects to this because like you, you kind of are like, because we're, we're suddenly in this age of like where there is all this information. I don't have a lot of trans role, role models to like learn from and, and see how they've lived their lives. Like I have people who are my age and a little bit older that are visible at least on the internet and things like that. And so, um, you kind of have to like figure it out yourself as you go. Yeah, I am just, uh, I'm thinking of when people change jobs and how scary it is, or if you move to a new city, how scary it is. And so I'm picturing if I was to change my entire identity, mm-hmm. um, how, I mean, yeah, how scary that would be. Yeah. It's, that, it's that's terrifying. the biggest change you could make <laughs> in, in your entire life. Oh my God, it's so massive, but it's so worth it. Like, Mm. you know, like I would not, I'm so happy I'm doing this Mm -hmm. and that I'm moving in this direction Um, because I think the only other option was to like live miserably the rest of my life. Like Mm. once you realize like this is who you are, like if you don't act on it, you're going to just feel like shit for Mm. a long time. And there's some people I know who are, 
in their 50s transitioning mm. finally you know mm. and it's generation difference too maybe they didn't have the information back then as i do now and so but you know it's like it is who you are and you you gotta go for it like you just gotta be who you are you just gotta do it you gotta find a way and it's an expensive lifestyle too like surgery is not cheap uh, insurance does not cover it hormones aren't aren't too cheap either and so um, it's a lot, but it's 100% worth it. Like, I'm so glad I'm taking this path. Going forth, um, what do you see happening? I mean, do you see yourself upping up the testosterone? Do you see yourself transitioning into a full-on male at that point, or at least identifying as 100% male or getting a sex change? I mean, how does it all – how do you see your next, like, few years yeah, going? That's a really good question. I mean, um, I do want to up my testosterone. Um, yeah, I'm getting to that point where <laughs> – <laughs> I'm gonna be so buff. We're gonna go hit the gym after this. Seriously though, like actually, like I'll oh inject my God. you. I'll inject you, and we'll Dude, go hit the weights. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Like I, I definitely want to up it, and I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna slowly start doing that. Um, and I, I think I can. I mean, I don't know if I ever want to identify as male. Like, I think of course I'll be walking around the world eventually, and like if you see me down the street, you're gonna see that's like okay, that's a guy. Mm-hmm. But in my in my immediate circles, my family, with my my close friends, my close work friends, all of that, like I'm, I think I'll always want to identify as non-binary and mm. use they them pronouns. But it's okay if I get he him. I just to me being non-binary is almost like this mindset, this like this statement almost too, because like I kind of hate the gender binary. I hate that people grow up feeling like they have to be one or the other, and that they can't leave those boxes. And I don't want to put myself I've just left so many boxes doing mm. this right I don't want to put myself back in a box mm. um, a big fear that a lot of trans people have is like being perceived as cis again that means just the gender you're you the um, the gender that you are moving toward but <laughs> not that's not what cis means but you know you're <laughs> supposed to know I don't fucking know I'm not like looking at you like help me <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't help you with that at all <laughs> Okay, so like, the, <laughs> like, so like, I have a fear of like walking around in, in this world as a guy because like I'm like shit. Like that kind of takes me away from like my queer identity that like I you so can, visibly mm. have owned for the last like ten years of my life. Like I've been visibly like tech, you know, what your stereotypical female mm-hmm. lesbian looks like. So, but yeah, so like that's kind of a thing. And you know, in the next few years, I I definitely am planning for top surgery. Um, I have no attachment to my chest, and it doesn't allow me to live authentically to keep to have it to be honest like um it's gonna give away the bench press too so oh yeah you might want to yeah yeah i do think of the gym i know i'm thinking of the gym (laughs) i want to go swimming like right now it's like you know you can wear like i wear like a chest binder and so like it compresses my chest and it it gives me more of like that masculine look but of course i still have like a chest and so you know um things like that and like i you know how your clothes fit all of that and so that's something that I definitely see myself doing um, in the next, hopefully, like, year or two. Like, maybe a year, actually. I shouldn't say two years. Um, upping the testosterone. I'm honestly still thinking about my name. Like, I really like my name. Um, but I kind of chose it on, like, an impulse decision because I just needed something other than my birth name to mm-hmm. use because it was driving me nuts to hear it all the time. And I really, really started feeling like it wasn't. I wasn't who I am and it was like eating at me almost. And I was like, I need to take some step. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't on testosterone when I changed my name and I wasn't physically passing as male in any way. And, um, I just, 
like I needed something quick and easy. But now I'm like, shit, like should I make my name David or John or whatever? <laughs> you you make never it whatever know. you want. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm still uh, trying to figure that out. But those are kind of the, the main things that I'm looking at in the next like few years. Okay. Um, this question might be inappropriate, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You can tell me no. When you go to a bathroom, which one do you choose in a public area? So actually, that's a really good question. Um, so up until like I've been on testosterone for less than a year now and I, I, I started getting facial hair maybe like pretty early on. I'm loving these. So like I just have a, a hairy gene in me. And uh-huh. so I in a way that's a good thing. But that kind of sped up the process of like, oh, I need to figure out which bathroom I need to start using because I can't go into the, the men's room. Or I can't go into the women's room with facial hair because women are going to say something to me. But then I, I can't go into the, the men's room yet because I'm not exactly passing. And so like, I might get called out there too. And it was complicated. Um, you get a lot of looks and stuff. Uh, honestly, I just bolt in and bolt out. Okay. And so, but there were, there was a time where like I brought someone with me to the bathroom every time because I was actually afraid of being like sexually assaulted mm. because like, you know, think of like, me running into like the wrong guy in the bathroom and he point like picking me out and noticing that like, Hmm, you don't quite look like the rest of us. So you're going into it, the male bathroom. Well, once I started having the facial hair, I was then, kind of afraid of going into the women's because I just right. didn't want to scare the women. And then right. but I was also just afraid of going to the men and getting assaulted by, by a man. And like, Damn, we're not that bad. Jesus, <laughs> dude, you, I know, I know you guys aren't that bad, but there's so there, there's a lot of hate out there. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, that. um, and there's a lot of, you know, pe- trans people have been assaulted so many sure. times in bathrooms. So like for me, um, it wasn't until recently that I started feeling really comfortable going to the men's and like still now I'm kind of like, I, I do try to get in there quickly and get out as quickly as possible. Um, but I haven't been into a women's restroom now in like six months or okay. more, but yeah. When I when there's a gender neutral bathroom around, that's like my thing. That's my jam. <laughs> I like bet. single stall, lock the door, use the bathroom, and you know that's all honestly ideal. Oh, I bet, I bet. Yeah, I could totally see that. That's just like, uh, it's just like the golden light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, like locker rooms in the gym, complicated. Yeah. So oh, I don't, I don't go to either. I don't, just, I avoid them to be honest. Them. Right okay. now, I'm just not passing enough to feel comfortable and mm-hmm. like. To be taking my clothes off in a place I don't feel comfortable, it just feels really like it's it's scary. Mm. So I, I'm not ready for that yet. Um, but so I go to the gym pre-change and all that, and I just avoid those areas. Okay, it's too complicated right now. Too scary. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just one of those things that you just you just don't think about. You know? Yeah. Like where would you go? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, well, very cool. This has been fascinating. It's already been about 50 minutes here. Wow. Um, yeah, so we'll wrap Flew it up, by. but, um, I think we should do it again, you know, maybe in a few months totally. or something. Cause I think we could keep talking about this and delve into, you know, even kind of deeper talk topics, uh, branching off of this. So totally, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and, um, just being, uh, patient <laughs> and, uh, and just being open and honest, you know, and transparent. Cause I think this is just more of what the world needs. So. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited to uh, have people listen to this. Yeah. Excited to go to the gym after this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lay. Cool. Thanks. Cool. Whew. All righty. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. As promised, um, reach out to Lay. Uh, he would love to. And Lay Salim. <laughs> I 
think I'm fucking up his last name right now. Um, but super approachable through the whole process. So whether it's something you're just super curious about, um, or you're transgender or, you know, somebody who is, and you got questions, seriously, like the nicest guy, very approachable as you heard. Um, and so reach out to him. Uh, he's got an Instagram at S V L I M X. Um, same at Facebook, um, and LinkedIn as well. So it's like S V limps. S-V-L-I-M-X. If you search for that on Instagram or Facebook um, or LinkedIn too, it'll it'll pop up. Um, so yeah, utilize that. And um, thank you so much for listening, guys. I have some awesome episodes coming up. Uh, as always, you know, share these episodes if it's something that resonates with you. If you like what I'm doing, the biggest compliment that I can ever receive is when people tell me that they had someone else listen to my show um, or they shoot me a text or an email. Can't tell you how much I love getting these um responses from people and feedback and it keeps me going so if you like me or if you don't send me an email i'd love to hear from you and uh, we can chat all right guys i will see you all soon 